Thursday, Sunday night football. Can't beat it. Wilson in trouble. He lost the ball. It's on the ground of the end zone. The Under Review Podcast with Hack and Leo starts right now. Welcome into another edition of Under Review. Jake Hackinson, that's Anthony Leo. Special edition, we have Fairfield DH outfielder Troy Skoka joining us. Pleasure to have you with us today, Troy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be on the show. All right, so Troy, we have plenty of questions to ask you today. We're going to get to everything from Madden, the time, you know, there was the blackout and I spent a week and a half in your house in the basement. A lot of good stuff that we're going to ask you. First, we'll start off with, how's the season going for you up in Fairfield? Um, you know, to be honest, we started off pretty slow. Uh, we started down the Carolinas as like our tune-up uh, for the spring, first time we were on the baseball field. Um, lost to UNC by one, actually. Should have won that game. We were up by, uh, we're up by one, two outs in the, in the ninth inning, actually gave up a triple, and then they scored on, a, on a, an errant throw from our third baseman. But, um, I mean, we were down there. We were competing with them. They were the sixth-ranked team in the country at that point. And we played uh, NC State, lost to them by one. They were the seventh-ranked team in the country. So, no, we, we can play with them. They're not that much better than us. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a learning curve for the freshmen, especially. We've got a bunch of freshmen starting out there. Um, we only took one in that whole series, took one from UNC Charlotte. And, and, um, and we knew we had to come back up north and, uh, and make our adjustments. And uh, the last few games, I think we won the last four of our five. So uh, we've been pretty consistent lately. Everybody's doing their job and getting ready for conference play this weekend. Now, you played recently. You played uh, my school, Hofstra. Great, great, great program there. Uh, how are they um, when you played them recently? Um, yeah, they're good. They're usually pretty good every year. They got a bunch of guys from uh, from Long Island that did, you know, high school standouts, pitchers and stuff. But um, they had a pretty good lefty pitcher starting for them. Um, he was throwing pretty hard. He's throwing like 88-90 with a good curveball. Um, he threw for like three innings and they brought, you know, they used to hold, it was a bullpen day for them. They brought in a bunch of guys, but, uh, we went down early to nothing. Um, we fought back. It was, it was four, four. And then, uh, we came up clutch in the 10th inning, got a few base runners on, uh, pinch runner stole second, advanced the third on a, uh, on an errant throw from the catcher. And then we had one of our freshmen actually knock him in as a, for a walk-off single. So we've been playing well lately. Hofstra's is a good team, but, um, that was a big win for us again, going to the conference weekend. All right. So. Obviously, this is the start of conference play. You guys are going to take on Ryder. What do you guys expect to do in conference this year? As you guys weren't projected to finish that well, I believe you were somewhere around the eighth when you were uh, the preseason coaches poll. So, what do you guys expect as a as a player on this team? Yeah, definitely, definitely not where we want to be um, the preseason. But again, the preseason doesn't matter. It's it's not how you start; it's how you finish. But um, you know, coming off a poor year last year in conference, I think it was just a, a lack of morale. You know, we struggled early and, and we couldn't rebound mentally from that. We know we had a lack of confidence. Guys just not getting jobs done. You know, when they were called upon, pinch hitters, pitchers not coming in, throwing strikes. It was just lack of confidence. It was just a lot of tension between the team. You could feel this year we got a whole new energy. Uh, a lot of guys left. Uh, brand new faces came in. But uh, I mean, we're looking positive. We're feeling positive about the whole season. But uh, it starts, you know, one game at a time. Starting Saturday with Ryder. But um, we look good. I feel confident. Our weekend guys look good. Our line has been getting the job done the last few games, so hopefully we just carry the momentum over into the weekend and uh, get a sweep. That will be nice, but at least take two out of three. That's the that's the goal, win every series, take two out of three. Yeah, like you said, you know, you want to be able to take those the, the, the games and one game by game and break them down. You don't want to go, you know, a full season and, and 
if you want to go big game by game. But um, just talk about you know what you enjoy the most, you know, but as far as playing the game of baseball, I know you've been playing for a really long time. So just talk about you know what you enjoy the most. Uh, I've been playing since uh, five years old, and it started with t-ball. It's just you know I had a passion for it ever since I was a young kid. Just you know going out there, you know going out there with my dad, just hitting, you know. Uh, playing with a bunch of my friends in Little League growing up, and I guess as as I moved on, I saw a lot of kids, you know, falling off and not and not, you know, moving on. They started to play other sports, and I knew that um, once I got to high school, that I really wanted to do this in college, and you know, even further if I could. But um, I just loved it since day one, and it's and it's weird because it's it's a game of failure, and um, I think that helps build character. You know, you fail seven out of ten times, and you're still an all star in this game. So uh, I think that's you know, I think it's the hardest sport to play, just the physics of it and everything so um i'm just blessed to have had good coaches and, and good uh good support from everyone around me friends and family interesting story you and leo actually played together you guys played middle school baseball together what was that like the two of you guys playing together on a team that well you guys dominated most of the competition that you guys played against in the middle school era Yo, anybody from syasa would know the old syasa woodbury park days you know the 200 foot fence the field was i mean when we were that age we thought that field was the best field we'd ever seen so uh, going out there every day and being able to play with friends, you know, my dad was coaching. You know, he definitely ripped into me a few times. I, I mean, that's what you get having your dad as the coach. But um, definitely playing with and against my friends is a great experience. And um, like I said, you know, just having a passion for the game. It was, it was just the camaraderie. I've always enjoyed the camaraderie of the game in general. Yeah, I remember those days. Those are those are some great days. You know, going back to when we were like in middle school and even before that. But even you know, as we moved so, on, you 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 would notice how you know I'm still playing on you know the intramural team and I'm still playing on some of these teams and he's playing on, you know, these travel teams. He's up, you know, playing two grades, three grades above us. So you could definitely see the improvement that Troy made, you know, faster than everyone else. But um, what about as a college athlete, you know, a D1 college athlete, how do you balance yourself, you know, between, you know, schoolwork, you know, your social life and, you know, with practice and in the game. So I'm sure you have a lot going on. So how do you, you know, evenly balance that out for yourself? Uh, that was um, coming in freshman year. That was that was probably the toughest thing for me, just being able to balance practices, lifting, and get my work done. I really wasn't very very diligent in my work freshman year, and um, my grades suffered. Um, I think as I got older, like I matured more, I was able to just keep keep everything in balance. And um, you know, with the social life, the fall the fall is probably you know the time to go out, hang out with friends and stuff, because baseball is not as serious. You know, you just got your reps in, hitting and running and stuff. But once once the spring comes, you know, you really got to buckle down and. And, you know, the season is really just takes, you know, all the energy out of you. And that's what that's what you focus on for the whole spring. It's all baseball. I you know there's really no time to go out. If you want to succeed, you really just got to, you know, put your best foot forward and just um, go out there and play hard every day. You really not much time. Can you uh, take us through what, what the normal day is for you in, you know, in season when you have practice or you have a game? What's it like? You guys have to go to class, obviously. Can you try and take us through what that's like? Uh, for, for a typical weekday game, like Tuesday, Wednesdays, um, Tuesday, I got two classes in the morning, so I usually um, starting at 9:30. So I usually grab breakfast around 8:39. I go to the cafeteria, just have make eggs or something here in my apartment. But um, after that, I go to my two classes. I get out at 12:15. We got BP starting at 12:30, so I got to run over the field, get changed, take my reps in. We got infield, outfield, you know, stretch and everything, the whole the whole nine yards. And then uh, we got to get ready to go for three o'clock. And then from three to six, it's just straight baseball. And then uh, I'll get out, and on Wednesdays, I actually have a class right after my game. So really, when the season's, you know, in full effect, it keeps me busy. I'm real busy from, from start to finish. I'm tired at the end of the day, but um, that's what you signed up for. 
as a Division One athlete coming here. Yeah, as a D1 athlete, you know, you have a lot, lot lots of handles as a D1 athlete. I know other D1 athletes have, you know, from other sports, and they say that it's a lot of work as well. And I know some that just weren't able to make it, you know, they had to drop out or they decided, you know what, I'm just going to play D3 or D2 when it's a lot less work and, you know, they can still play the sport. Being a D1 athlete is definitely a lot of work now. Um, as far as, you know, yourself and through baseball, what is there anyone that you like to, um, you know, imitate Pat in your game after as far as, you know, either, you know, another college player or, you know, MLB player, someone that you've, you know, looked up to for, you know, for baseball? Uh, uh, I've always liked, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a big Yankees fan or Mariners fan, but uh, I've always loved Robinson Cano's swing. He's, you know, I've always watched video on him. I've been told to watch video on him, just the smoothness of his swing and just, I really try to emulate everything I do after him, just, you know, just effortless, just an effortless, you know, bat speed through the zone, quick hand, smooth. I mean, if that's, if that's one guy I try to emulate my swing after, it'd probably be Robinson Cano. He's got one of the prettiest swings I've ever seen, so. I see. And right right now, it looks like you have a little bit of the Bryce Harper haircut going on. Is that what you're trying to pull off there right now? Yeah, I don't know. My barber gave me a little something special. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not really sure what he did up there, but uh, it doesn't matter. When you get out on the field, you're wearing that hat anyway. But you know, always trying to look good for the fans. That's 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 important too. It's about how you look, not just how you play. You, know? you gotta have both. Gotta have both, of course. Always have to have. You know, yeah, gotta look absolutely. good. Gotta play good. You know, they they go well. Look so good, play good. That's that's the old mantra right there, man. Absolutely. So what was the most nerve-wracking moment of you know of you playing baseball so far in your career? I think one of. Uh, Sophomore year, one of the mo- probably one of the most you know pressure situations I've come up into was uh, we're down in Florida actually playing the Gators. They were the number one team in the country at some point at that point, and um, I didn't start that game. I think they had like a lefty pitcher starting, so I came in. Uh, it was bases loaded in the in the top of the eighth inning. I came in a pinch hit with one out, and uh, I was facing their their SEC closer who had won like a bunch of awards last year. He's throwing like 92 from the side. He had some sick run on it. He probably got drafted. He's pretty good. So I got up there, um, you know, just cold right off the bench. Didn't even know I was going in. So took a few practice swings on the on-deck circle, put the pine tar on the bat, and stepped in the box. Got like 2,000, 3,000 fans in attendance. And uh, all I remember, I don't even remember what, what was going on at that point. I stepped in. I took the first pitch for a uh, first strike on the outside corner. Next pitch was a ball down. And I just, I told myself right before this next 1-1, I'm like, he's going to bring something here. And the, um, I knew he was going to throw a fastball. I just didn't know where it was going to be. And uh, lucky he stuck it over the plate a little bit. On the inside, and it ran over the plate, and I hit it down the, uh, the first baseline for a triple, and that made the score 8-7. And I think still that's one of the coolest things I've ever done on a baseball field, just coming in and pinch hitting against the number one team in the country and, the, and their closer, their guy, and coming in and uh, delivering like that for my team. Unfortunately, we lost, the final score was 8-7, but for me personally, I think that was one of the most accomplished times of my career. Yeah, that's a huge moment for your career. I mean, I remember you know, when that happened, and we all got the news about that, you know, from you know, being here still home in New York. We heard about that, and we were all going crazy over that. We were, like, you know, playing number one team, and he was able to come up and, you know, do something big in that position. So, you know, that's a really cool moment. Um, that's what, you know, that's what the coaches talk about every day, too. You know, you don't have to be a starter to make an impact on the game. Anything you can do, relief guy, coming in for one out in a bases-loaded situation, or coming in just to get a ground ball, it's the little things, you know. Baseball is a game of inches, and, and if you can do the little things right, everybody does their job, I mean, that's, that's how you're going to succeed. Everybody's just got to be diligent and just – you know, do what they do. Play relaxed. Let the let the air out of your lungs, and just just do it. Just play baseball. All right. So we just asked you a ton of stuff about what you do up at Fairfield. 
in your season, you know, you're very busy. Obviously, then you go and you play summer ball. Last year, you spent time in the Perfect Game Baseball League. Played a lot of games up there. You guys won, so that was good for you. Now you're moving on up. You're going to play in Vermont. What do you guys expect for this summer? Uh, I mean, I, the NECBL is, is one of the toughest, you know, probably one of the top two toughest uh, summer leagues in the country behind the Cape. Obviously, there's a g- bunch of good talent there. You got kids from all over the country. Texas, Louisville, I mean, they, they come from everywhere. So, unfortunately, um, I was placed on a good team. The Vermont Mountaineers won the, uh, were the winners of the NECBL championship last year. I think they were they finished like 10th in the country of all summer ball teams. So, I'm fortunate enough to be, uh, be going ahead into a good program. Uh, beautiful complex. Uh, they draw many fans every night. You know, they treat the players very well. So I'm just fortunate to get going there. But I know it's going to be a step up from where I was last summer. Just like sophomore to junior year, I went from the Hamptons to um, Mohawk Valley in the Perfect Game League. Obviously, there's a te- you can see the talent difference there. And this is going to be maybe even more so. There's been a bunch of draftable players here, junior, seniors. And, you know, I can't see there being many weak links in this team. So I'm going to have to work extra hard, you know, over the summer, in the winter and everything, just prepare myself for uh, for what's ahead. All right, now we know you've played some third, you know, back in high school. I know in college, you now you got moved around a little bit. You're a little bit in the outfield. You're DHing a little bit. So, what would you say is your favorite thing? You know, would you rather play the field? You like DHing? What 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 are you most comfortable with? That's a good question. Um, definitely playing the field. Obviously, you feel like you're uh, you're in the game a lot more. You got a sense of just being in the game. DH, you have to keep you know, you have to be mentally sharp. You have to stay focused in the game. I think it, personally, I think it's much tougher for to be a DH because you know you could just be sitting on the bench cold it could be cold and you, know, you just got to get yourself mentally ready more than anything to get going for your next at bat in a big situation and if you have a bad day at the plate you know you're you can get down on yourself more because that was your only job for the whole game but um in general I like playing the field I love going out there making some throws trying to get some uh, you know throw some guys out making some plays helping my pitchers out but um all I just want to be in the lineup and if you hit you can play so you know as long as I keep doing my job at the plate I think they uh, they'll be able to find a spot for me all right, so obviously busy summer. You're still in the middle of this baseball season of your junior year. What do you do in your in your spare time when you have a chance? You you play Xbox. What's your kind of thing right now? Yeah, like at night, we definitely have some downtime. You know, Mondays are off day. Uh, we don't have games. We'll just lift a little bit. Sundays, Sunday nights, usually we just chill. I still just love you know sitting in the living room watching the games, the college games, any sports games. You know, Mets. Once the baseball season starts up, I'm going to be all over that. But um. Do you like playing Xbox still? You know, we uh, in my room we play some Tiger Woods. Uh, no Madden. No, Tiger no, Woods. No. I didn't see you as a big golfer kind of guy. Yeah, I try. I mean, I don't really know the clubs that well, so I gotta ask my roommates. You know, what what clubs I should use? Sometimes I'm trying to use like a nine iron in some just bad situation. I don't really know what's going on, but uh, I may do it. Though. I'm just a natural gamer, I guess. I'm competitive, so uh, we do that. We play 2K. Um, you know, we just hang out. You know, we'll go over to our friend's house, watch the games. Uh, we'll play pool. We got a ping pong table upstairs. So um, and we'll just hang out. Again, it's just com- good camaraderie on and off the field with these guys, and um, you know, I love being around them, and it's great. Now you brought up Xbox. We know that our history with the Xbox and of, of course Madden. We have some excellent Madden nights and Madden tournaments. Now you are the king of Madden. You have dominated us for years and years. No matter what we do, if it's the Xbox One or it's the 360, we lose no matter what. So give us the secret to your Madden skill. I don't think I can I can give away the play. You know, there's some specific plays, let's let's just put it that way, that, that are very difficult to defend, uh, no matter the defense that's being played. But um, I don't know. I just love football. I love watching football. I never played 
But um, I don't know, Madden just comes naturally to me. I just love that's my favorite video. If I had to pick any video game to play, that'd be my favorite video game. But um, like you said, the Madden nights. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing better than that. Just playing a little two-on-two action. It's getting heated. Um, I mean, that's the best time ever. Me, me roaming back there as a defensive back. So I mean, I, I still think I'm I'm pretty undefeated in one-on-one contests. I still I've yet to uh, yet to be beat in a non-Xbox Live match. But um, I'm still waiting for that day to come. Maybe in Madden 25 or some Madden 2019. All right, we definitely agree with that. Before we let you go, we're going to ask you a couple questions. Obviously, these really don't have any, you know, good answer. Just throw out whatever you sort of feel. These are questions that, when I call it radio shows sometimes, uh, I like to ask the people, try and throw them off guard. Uh, Asmin and Budic podcasts, I call them up all the time, and I ask them these sort of crazy questions. We'll start you off with this one. You have to be one superhero. Who would it be? Um... I would say the Flash. I mean, being, I mean, what's better than being super fast, being able to run everywhere? He's got a cool outfit, too, and I like red, so I, I would have to go with the Flash on that one. All right, I see that. Uh, boxers or briefs kind of guy? Briefs, for sure. The tighter, the better. All righty, then. Uh, Leo, you got one that you want to throw in here? I don't know. I gotta, I'm not sure. You're usually the expert of these questions. You know, you like to call up you know, Asmin and Dan all the time, and you talk about them, but uh, with their questions. But uh, a, a quick Dan moment. How about the time when Dan ran into a, car, a parked car? What a great, great time! Still might be the the highlight of my childhood. Just seeing that my dad, if my dad was here right now, he'd be talking about it all day. But uh, basically, we were playing a little cul-de-sac football on the court. I live in a court, so uh, I think we were playing like two on two, and uh, and Dan was on offense. Obviously, I think I was on offense too. So he's just running a, a simple post pattern. Little did he know, he missed the car. That was uh, he neglected to see the car that was about maybe 30 yards down into the, you know towards my neighbor's house. So he's running a post route directly into the bumper of the car, full speed, slams it. That thing can be heard from around the block. And he was just, I'll still, I'll never forget him just on the floor. Keep telling my dad, he's like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. That's that's wow. unbelievable. That kid, that kid is something else. Still one of the highlights of my childhood. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that day. Fortunately, I happened to be there as well, and it was it was a crazy moment in time. Your neighbor actually came outside because she thought someone ran into her car. She thought it was a car accident. That's the impact was something that she thought it was a car accident. Little did she know it was just Dan passed out underneath the car because of the impact. Kid couldn't even breathe for ten minutes. I'm with you. Before we let you go, one last question: You have to put up one rep on bench press. What are you benching nowadays? Uh, back in my back in my heyday, I would have said probably around 280. But now, mid-season form, I'd probably give myself for one repper. I go to 60. That's 260 for one. That's still below ball. Probably so double what Leo and I put up together. So, so 260 for one as a final. That's definitely Very more than numbers. me and Hack are going to put up together, so you're doing it right. Just crushing the weight room, baby. That's right. Life, after that. Lifetime Fitness. Shout out to Lifetime Fitness, my great employer, Ultimate Hoops. Shout out to, shout out to Cellucor for all my pre-workout and my creatine. Thank you, Vitamin Shop. Get those promos for, in uh, Yeah, always trying to get that creatine in there, trying to get that swole, you know. So I'm going out there every day. It's a grind, baby. All right, we appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us. 
once again, always a pleasure having Troy Skoka on. Follow Fairfield Baseball. They put all their games online. You can follow their Twitter account, which we recently found out does exist. So follow that on Twitter. Thank you once again, Troy, for coming on and spending the time with us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You're the best. Thanks so much for listening to the Under Review Podcast with Hack and Leo. We'll catch you next time.